0: You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. Featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood Redefined. From Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influences. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood Redefined. You're listening. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live. Next, welcome, welcome, welcome,
1: welcome to another edition of Black Hollywood Live. Next, you hear this music, jamming in the background. We got a little J Cole for you this Friday. Yes, I'm your host Megan Thomas. You can catch me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MegScoop. And anyway, who are you, lady? Hello, you guys. It's
2: Courtney Tezno. You guys can keep in touch with me at Tezno's on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And be sure to use the hashtag BHL Next if you have any questions or comments for our guest today. And you know we keep it hot like fire. Every Friday we have a guest on here that's somebody you need to know, and this week is no exception. You've seen him on CW's iZombie every Tuesday, 9, 8 Central. It's the one and only Detective Clive Batmo. Give it up for Malcolm Goodwin! Thank Alrighty. you
3: guys. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Love the intro music. Yes. Love it.
1: Yes, you are like pumped and ready to go. That's right. my
3: pre-audition music when I'm in the gym boxing. Right. And when I want to go an extra round, go hard, I'll put that on. And when I want to go out to the club right before leaving the house, I play <laughs> that.
2: That's so for the pre-turn up. We get it's it. the pre yeah. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm glad you shared that. Now I can use it.
3: Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. I can use it. Mm. Well, let's start mm. talking about um what's next and what's hot right now in the world. Let's do a little casting news, okay? Right. Um, so you know there was a little you know Empire is a really big hit show on Fox and there was a little controversy because Monique said that she was offered the role of Cookie Mm -hmm. and everybody's like no you weren't Lee Daniels said no you weren't Danny Strong which is Lee Daniels writing partner said no you weren't offered the part Mm -hmm. well she has now come out with proof so she was on Sway in the morning and she produced the emails where they offered her the job of Cookie Wow. And then oh, really? she also showed the emails where they said, oops, our bad, because we didn't realize, I guess this being um, uh, Lee Daniels' first TV show, he didn't realize mm-hmm. he had to go through the networks and the executives um, for a final say on who gets cast. Yeah. So the second email was like, oops, our bad, never mind. You know, we <laughs> fought for you, but sorry.
3: Yeah, it was an up to him. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, he, he didn't know the, the network had to get involved.
1: Right, right.
3: So she was off for you. Wow, okay. So she was, offering you. Wow, right, okay. so, so she was telling see, the truth. Exactly. exactly.
1: So yeah. I, was, I felt bad for her because th- this whole time and everybody's like oh she's we we even heard that um, Lee Daniels said that she was blackballed from the industry that's why we haven't seen Monique for a while and so it kind of looks bad on him now that she's produced the emails. Like, hey, you sent an email, proof February of 2014, that I am supposed to be cookie. You you're offering, you're mm-hmm. asking me for quote rates. Yeah. Like, what's my
3: quote? All that and it sounds
1: like he caught a bit of amnesia.
3: There. Yeah, or probably just there's a miscommunication in terms of uh, he's he's he probably talking about like an official offer from the network versus this you know personal offer that he gave through email, which isn't which he didn't know was protocol. So it's kind of like neither one of them was necessarily uh, lying about it. Right. But yeah, um, right. Um, but yeah an, an offer is an offer depending on you know, yeah. how you see it. Yeah. That's it's a little different. Of r- it's a miscommunication. You
1: know do you do you think Think like what I like Empire with with her as Cookie. I don't know if I,
2: I would. Like it really as, I, I just I think Taraji. Taraji was a great pick. I mean, Terrence Howard and her are wonderful together. So yeah, right.
3: incredible. Yeah, and it happened the way it was supposed to. Happen, exactly. I mean, I mean, just what Empires is doing
1: mm-hmm.
3: is just incredible. I mean, just the television history is made, and I'm a big fan of Taraji, Terrence, and all those guys on that show. So. Um, big congrats to them. Right.
2: Yeah, I and mean, then we're not knocking Monique at all. I, she definitely could be uh, put for a different
3: series oh, that's coming yeah, out. So absolutely. I think she's still I is
1: think has a friend on
2: the yeah, show. Yeah, Monique,
3: <laughs> incredible. She'll be fine. Like a cameo be so, she's so incredible. She'll be fine.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I love to see her in something. I ain't seen her while. Well. Come back, yeah. come back, <laughs> please. Monique. All right, let's talk about some music. What's hot? All right, so we have
2: a well. There was a leak actually. Rihanna and Chris Brown have a new song together, and people are saying, "Oh, oh they're back together." Uh, it's a song called "Put It Up," and it's kind of oh. raunchy. So let's listen to this Ooh, real quick okay. let's hope Nasty. we get to the raunchy yeah, I part I have heard this mm. <laughs> just late whenever they're ready we're gonna get it but yeah so basically <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, like, it's kind of there's right? yeah it's really hot so it, there's a lot of like raunchy lyrics and I'm gonna let you guys listen to it before I tell you the rest of why um, it's so hot and why it's like bringing all this buzz that oh my gosh they're back together I'm just gonna
1: take you from here girl take you for a ride? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Hold on. Is that Chris Brown singing? No. That's
3: him talking.
1: He said, girl, let me take you for a ride.
2: Oh, he's, I, I think the version we have is, he sounded a little, uh, lower than he would. But I'm gonna read you some of these lyrics, you guys. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, one Ooh. that, uh, Rihanna says is, baby don't be, you don't need to be scared of me. I guarantee that I'm not a mistake. I'm gonna give you all my love and I hope that you won't re- misplace it. You hope, Ooh. you hope that you, wait, you created this ish, going insane with all this fear. Can't turn my back on it. I'm gonna love, I'm gotta, I'm, Sorry. I'm in love. Gotta face it. So that was her lyrics. Basically, um... Kind of, they're kind of getting giving us a little bit of their insight as far as their relationship but mm-hmm. what i want to go ahead and say for everybody saying oh my god they're back together he just dumped karuchi <laughs> he has a baby what's going on you guys <laughs> just messy just yeah no 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 so before uh, chris brown actually put out his ex album they recorded this they just did not release it on this one cuz no. he didn't get cleared from rihanna so this is pre any yeah. of that drama so there's Does no Is that make cheating. it any better? I don't know if it makes it any better um on karuchi's Car- hand but um for everyone thinking like oh my gosh they're back together this was before, this was before
3: before it all, Even yeah before it all happened,
2: and some y'all, I'm gonna let y'all go look up Chris Brown's uh, lyrics because I'm not about to read some of the wrong ah! things he said. Um, but yeah, it's just basically what he would do to Rihanna or what he's done to Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And um, oh my god, it just leaked. So that's the new uh, fresh beat. I don't know. Would, would you guys be okay with them getting back together? I have no comment.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, to, to each his own. I mean, I don't, I don't know either one of them. I don't know they're incredible, incredible, incredible artists. So you know, it's up to them. Exactly. You know, only they know what's going on with each other and what the real thing is. You I think know. it's too much messiness. It's so. just it's really too, messy. too much, too
1: much drama in their yeah.
2: lives. <laughs> I Come think Chris needs around. to focus on having taking care of his daughter because yeah. that's what's most important right now. Figure out the relationship stuff later <laughs> right. because all these tabloids. I don't think his daughter needs to be in any of that. So just. Yeah. Be a good daddy, Chris. Right. Right, 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 right. Well, let's talk about you a little bit, Malcolm. Huh? All righty. Yeah. Let's go back to your
1: history. Yeah, let's go take
2: on. it way back. Yeah, I'll <laughs> <take> <laughs>
1: back.
2: <laughs> Okay, so you were raised in New York, and yeah. um, that's huge in entertainment. Everybody wants to go to New York. What was it like being raised there, and did you always know you wanted to be an actor?
3: Uh, well, growing up, in, I grew up in um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. New York. Uh, Wait, what ha- part of Brooklyn? Uh, Crown Heights. Okay, Crown Heights, Heights. 372 St. John's Place. We always got to say the, the entire address. <laughs> Uh, between Washington and hell, um, but no, I, I I didn't know I wanted to be an, an actor actor growing up. I mean, I wanted to be a baseball player, oh, baseball really? player. I wanted to be a uh, and a scientist. I used to enter all these science fairs, and I played baseball hardcore, and I was never good. I, I, I'll keep it real. <laughs>
2: Your position. I, I was a uh, shortstop. That's yeah, softball, but I was shortstop. Who yeah, was they
3: had me. I was. Uh, I played first base, and I played um any of the out, outfield positions, and um and also catcher. Okay. And um I was more, but yeah, I I, I just I was never really that good. I At mean, you're honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it kind of clicked to me. It just uh I think in high school that's when I just kind of gave it up and decided to focus on acting. But acting happened. You know, by I don't want to say, but by by mistake, but probably by fate. You know, yeah. I uh, you know I, I grew up with a with a, a bad speech problem. I stuttered, I stammered, and was all over the place. But the only time I was clear and articulate was when I would read material. When I would read really? something, and everyone was everyone would say. You sound so different when you're reading material versus the way you talk. I talked about, I mean, I can talk a thousand miles per hour if I wanted to. So I had to learn how to slow, you know, slow myself down and pace myself. And, um, so I felt comfortable talking, uh, doing, uh, events. I was always a narrator or a host or something like that. And I felt comfortable in that position. And so I said, yeah, you know, maybe when I grow up, I'll, I'll also narrate when I'm not doing a science thing. Mm-hmm. And they said, actually, what you're doing is acting. You know, mm-hmm. and that's when I uh. Did a teacher to,
2: tell you tell you this? Yeah, a teacher okay. told me
3: that. Yeah, they said this is actually you're, you're acting. You know, it's make believe. So maybe you want to look into it. So I went to a junior high school for theater in Brooklyn. Uh, I went to high school for theater in, in uh, Manhattan, mm-hmm. and I went to college for theater. And you know, and it's been um, you know, it's it's been it's been an incredible journey. I had no idea I would. You know, be where I'm at right now. I right. just did it for the love and for the fun of it.
1: Awesome. Wait, what kind of science projects did you have?
3: I, I mean, volcanoes.
1: <laughs> I did <laughs> all kinds. Com- yeah.
3: yeah, and 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 vortexes. I used to do all these all these crazy things. I didn't things. get to that level yeah, of vortexes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was. Um, but yeah, it's, it feels like another lifetime. But that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Well, you're doing great at what you do now. So, who inspired you? Who are your role models? It,
3: um. My teachers, you know, and I was really inspired by my teacher. You know, I grew up, you know, neighborhood was rough, but in school was a, a safe haven. Uh, and it really, and it was really my peers. You know, I looked up, you know, I looked up to a lot of people, you know, my contemporaries and things like that. I mean, I remember looking up to Puff. I'm like I'm looking up to him. He's doing it, right, right. <laughs> you know, because uh, I can relate to him. He's from Harlem, and you know, because I, I, I grew up, also grew up in Harlem. I always say I always sound from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and Harlem because uh-huh. I moved to Harlem when I was 12, and um, and um, so, um, but yeah, I looked up to you know actors you know, Denzel Washington. I grew up watching everything that he's done on Sydney Portier, and um, and but mainly it was probably people I can touch and feel. I couldn't really if I didn't I, I needed to. Experience Experience and feel your energy. So it was a right. lot of teachers growing up. A lot of my theater teachers I looked up to.
1: And and also since you're a New York dude, who's your favorite rapper? I know my, it's got to be a New York guy.
3: My favorite my my favorite rapper uh, from New York. You know, my favorite rapper growing up. You know, was G Rap. <laughs> and everybody always like, "Hi, you, you, you just don't seem like a Coogie Rap dude." I know. I and I'm like, that. I would have guessed. It. it was, it was my "Live and Let Die" was like my first tape I had, you ah,
0: know. yeah. yeah.
3: And I, I, I got a, and I listened to that tape non
2: Oh my goodness! We all it was one. like
3: my first introduction to like hip hop, uh-huh. and so koji rap is always at a at a certain level because I grew up with that, right. you know. And um and 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 uh, Big Al, you know, I went to school with Big Al, so I, I was a big Big Al fan because we, we you know we went to the same high school. Uh-huh. Um, then Nas, you know, Nas, I was a big uh, I'm a big Nas fan, and uh, you know, everybody at that time thought they had a you know sixteen, thought they could spit, you know, right. everybody had a quick sixteen. We all did. We all had it. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when Elmada came out and I'm just like I, I just can't I just I just reti- I retire so I said, right. I can't do it I give Get it up but yeah and obviously Jay-Z obviously Jay-Z and Biggie
1: okay so out of yeah. the three Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas who's the best who's your pick you gotta pick one
3: if I had to pick one, I'll pick Jay-Z. I mean, just because right. of his just because of his body of work. Um, um yeah, it would be Jay-Z. Definitely. Yeah. And
2: then you really consider yourself like quiet and reserved. Uh what did you learn from uh Julia Richmond in New York? Uh, yeah. What brought out that performer in you?
3: You know, I think uh I think you know, probably not being able to really express myself in life. Um uh when it was time to, I put all that, everything that I was bottling up into a character and I just went for it and, uh, and just to see that people re- re- respond to, to that and react to that was incredible and and uh, yeah, and like they were like you never talk I'm going, you don't say that but then on stage I'm like this big personality this big character and just going for it mm-hmm. and obviously I got past that part where I finally heard myself and was able to make the corrections and talking I'm like I've been sounding like that for all that time and I, I didn't <laughs> hear myself for me it sounded the same way Right. Um, but finally it clicked and I was able to change it like that and started the you know come out my shell, you know, on a, on a personal level and learn of those things that I let out on stage um uh, show themselves in life.
1: Definitely. And what is Julia Richmond for those who don't know?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's actually uh called Talent Unlimited High School now. Okay. Yeah, and the when I was there there was a small program, it was a small program within Julia Richmond mm-hmm. um called um, um Talent Unlimited. We called it TU. And uh and when I went there one of my inspirations, actually one of my big inspirations was Most Deaf. Um, um, before he was most staff, he right. was Dante, he was an actor, he was on the Cosby Mysteries, he was on the mm-hmm. Red Fox show, so we knew him as an actor. And, um, he actually helped me get my first manager. You know, his first, his, his manager became my first manager. And I wasn't even really serious about the acting thing like that, it was just something just for fun. I didn't think, you know, it would. You can make money from anything. I didn't. I didn't think that. I just mm-hmm. did it because I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed being on stage and performing with my friends. But most deaf was definitely a big inspiration mm-hmm. for me. It's funny calling most because it's Dante, uh, <laughs> but he was a big inspiration uh, with me coming up being a young actor. He's also he also taught me how to swim.
1: Really? Wow!
2: Yeah, he was All on a right swim now. team,
3: and I was on a swim team.
1: What? Y'all like two of the few black people? I was just yeah. saying
3: no that. And, and yeah, exactly. Black <laughs> people can't swim, so that's that was the main thing. It was, I think, it was Mr. Zarensky that was a swim coach, and uh, I was just like, I'm, a, I'm going to break that stereotype. Right? right. How to yes, swim. you to <laughs> learn <laughs> your survival
1: skills. Yeah, but you but love most, that. most
3: could swim. Most could swim. Wow. He could swim. A lot of people don't know that. I don't know. Especially like in
1: New York. I would think like New Yorkers don't really swim because unless you go to like the pools the in coast. the summer because mm-hmm. it's cold most of the year. Like it's yeah. cold, you know, like Oh yeah.
3: And that's there's, there's I mean, yeah, I mean in Harlem, it was like Jackie Robinson Park and that pool, everything is only three feet, so you can really, you really <laughs> can't, can't swim. In, you, can't, you can't really get it get it in in three Mm-mm. feet. You can't might even scrape your knee. In three you might feet. scrape exactly, any of the knee Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, so Yeah. <laughs> um, but this school Julia Richmond randomly had a swim program. Right. They had a swim program and uh I saw it as an opportunity to uh learn how to swim swim, and um, I went for it. and And I'm okay. I wasn't really great. I never won a race. Not one. <laughs> I okay. So I suck at swimming and I suck at baseball.
2: baseball. Okay. Oh, okay. It's yeah. acting. Right. Acting,
3: acting worked out. It's, <laughs> acting seems, everything seemed to work out on the acting process, right, right, so right. let me stick with that.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then, let's take it back to high school. What would your classmates say about you? Like, what was your stereotype in school? Were you a nerd? Were you a jock? Were you any of those things?
3: I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, probably just a theater geek, but we was but we wasn't considered geeks like that because everybody everybody's everybody, we was all from the block. You know, it was a bunch of hood cats doing doing Shakespeare. Uh-huh. You know, and you know even at chorus, it was all a bunch of hood cats, You know, singing out the <laughs> my boys. You know, was in chorus. They'll you know go to the White House, going to you know sun yeah. at the White House, and come back and we get into cracking on the block. You know, right, right. and um, so it was a uh, it was uh but yeah, they. they I, I was just a, a theater, a, a theater, a theater nerd, you know. But not nerd in that sense because yeah. we still has, we were still you cool, still we like, still had swag. So everybody um, at your we school had, was uh, pretty that, cool. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody <laughs> was real cool, and um, and then I, that's and then I started um writing playwriting and producing plays and stuff so I kind of you know created my name in high school as a, in terms of being like an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and creating my own my own material and stuff for my friends to be in
2: and then besides acting what other jobs did you have like did you have any weird jobs before you started doing this
3: you know I tell people I had 57 9 to 5 jobs before <laughs> before uh, yeah 57 and I didn't I didn't know it Was the, I think I got the list in my pocket on a Are notepad you serious? yeah wow. I, I had to do this Facebook poll and it was like how many jobs did you have and so I just kind of went down, a, down the a list. You know, I started working when, you know, I was 11 years old, you know, bagging groceries mm-hmm. at the supermarket. And, um, and I don't know, growing up, and at that point i I was living, living in Harlem, so we just had a you know you know, always wanted to have money in your pocket, so I always just found a nine to five job, even like the summer school um uh the yeah, uh, not summer school uh the summer jobs I forget mm-hmm. what they what they were called, but I did that every year, and I always managed two three two three jobs all the time
1: wow, wow yeah, and
3: I didn't know it was fifty seven it was just just to, just what, to survive
1: what's the craziest one that you've had
3: the craziest job I had um uh, the craziest job I had was uh probably uh wrapping lumber.
2: Wait, what? Yeah, what is, what
3: random. Uh, oh man, yeah, uh, uh <laughs> I hope this is a, a lot. You know, a lot of my stories turn real dark without me even knowing. My castmates and iZombie zombie, could tell you. They said, "Welcome to start a story that sounds so pleasant and funny. All of a sudden, it takes a weird turn to become dark." So I hope this one doesn't do it. But no, I I, I, I was uh oh, I think it will. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh no, it does. Um, I, okay, I was working at this I was working at this burrito place, and the manager at that job, she had her her dad had like this lumber shop in in Jersey. You had to take the path train, and she was. You had to wrap bundles of lumber for firewood, and uh, okay. uh, and every bundle you wrap, you get a, a dollar. And okay. I'm thinking, how hard can that be? You know, just take the plastic wrap, wrap it around. So I will go to Jersey on weekends, and um, oh, it's a bad story. It oh, does no! end
2: up, you uh, gotta get it uh, out. <laughs> but
3: it's, uh, I will go there and wrap the, I, I will go there and wrap the lumber, and it, it took a long time to wrap one bundle. Like right. one bundle took like sometimes like a like thirty, forty five minutes because oh, you had to God, find goodness. the right pieces of wood to put together because it was it was all topped up sloppy. And um, but we came out with a system, me and my my three friends, where we were just like we have to do this. Has a collective, not right, one at a time. Right. We have to teamwork mm-hmm. this, and then oh, we, ain't we no money. Uh, we're not making we're not making any money. So if we do sixty. Everybody's making twenty dollars each, you know. <laughs> so we averaged maybe about sixty bundles a day.
1: Wow! And had
3: to split sixty bucks, you know, wow. and it was all this work for twenty dollars. But wow. we really, really wanted that twenty dollars, and I think. Um, <laughs> Oh, it was it was payday and I was calling the uh, the woman and oh that's a terrible story <laughs> I, I feel so bad <laughs> uh, I was calling the woman and, and you know I forget her name <sighs> and I was calling her and for this $20 and I'm like how come she ain't picking up her phone <laughs> And and it turned out she got in a car accident. Oh and, no. Yeah, and and she died. And uh, of oh, course it turns dark. Of course and that's one of my stories. <laughs>
2: okay, that one turned dark. Yeah, it turned Did dark. Did you get your twenty dollars though?
3: No, I didn't get it. No, but, but I felt bad for thinking. I'm like, I guess I'm gonna get that twenty dollars. <laughs> that's
2: okay. You don't have to get that
3: Yeah, I guess I'm gonna get that twenty dollars. Someone
2: has to get it.
3: So that that was so that was my uh, yeah that was the, so that that was the end of that job.
1: So basically, that's the day you volunteered. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Zocos? Yeah, oh uh, my
3: yeah. I got some weird ones. I got some dark ones. I Jeez. believe you do. That's
1: probably why they they picked you for Eye Zombie. I, yeah, don't, I,
3: you know I, I don't know. I think the I, maybe I don't. Maybe the genre just inspired a lot of because my <laughs> cast base could tell you there's a like, listen. It, it will take a turn. It's some crazy stories. So, yeah. Well,
2: maybe that prepared
1: you for this because you right, needed that right. as inspiration. Oh,
2: exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And
3: then exactly. So, what,
1: you said you went to um, college, right? Yeah. school
3: did you go to? I went to uh, Sony Purchase College
1: and did you did you you said you studied theater there yeah is that when it solidified for you like okay I'm gonna make a living as an actor
3: doing this yeah it was um because I took a lot of time off I took uh, six years off after I graduated from high school and um you know, I got into uh, like NYU for uh, filmmaking for the first year. I got into a, a few colleges, but I didn't take it, and because I and I, I didn't I, I, I don't know. I just didn't, I wasn't really serious about it at that time. I'll be honest. I was more serious about the writing side and, and acting, was just a fun thing. That's mm-hmm. all it was. Um, so in, within that six years, you know, I did some commercials here and there. I just go out on random auditions. But what happened is I would go on these open calls on these backstage, like backstage magazine, and whenever I was like upset or like um, I don't know I would just go into the magazine and audition for something Mm -hmm. and I think five out of uh, four out of the five things I've auditioned for over that five years I booked
1: oh wow yeah
3: and then the biggest one being this movie called Color of Justice Mm -hmm. with um, Gregory Hines F. Murray Abraham Abraham, Judd Hurst Dulé Hill Eugene Byrd and next you know I'm in in Canada and and it was just so weird because I'm like at that point I didn't travel I didn't see the world I'm just a dude straight from I was say right. straight from the block and right.
1: I'm,
2: like, I'm I'm
3: thinking that they're fooling me with, with you, know, you know anyway so I do that movie it was a great experience but I decided all right well I'm giving this thing I'm giving this maybe 25% of my time and it's working out what happens if I give it 100% right what happens if I if I if I if I, if I go all in with this acting thing and um, I said all right fine uh, I applied to one school I said, if I get into this one school, they audition. I don't know, anywhere from seventy five hundred plus students, and they mm-hmm. only accept twenty four. Wow! And I said, if I'm one of the twenty four, I will give a hundred percent to this. Mm-hmm. And um, and I went to that audition. I dust. I had a dusty monologue that I hadn't done since high school <laughs> at that time. And um and it was the best i've ever done that monologue wow. with that six years of life on my own before going mm-hmm. to college and that struggling with that all, all that experience and i did that monologue and then i found out literally maybe three days later you know i was one of the 24 that got that's in so
2: crazy and
3: so it was um and so i kept my word i was like i'm going i'm all in and that's when it started you know um that's when everything kind of started and, and um In terms of a career, Uh in terms of the career, and um, yeah.
1: When did you decide to move to L.A.?
3: I moved to L.A. uh, in 2006, Mm -hmm. in 2006. It was after uh, I graduated, uh, I I graduated uh, college in 2003, so I did the Law and Orders, I did all the New York shows, and I was kind of burnt out with theater because we did so much theater in -hmm. college, and I also did a lot of theater, believe it or not, in that sixth year, I did sixth year six-year period, I auditioned for, like, this off-Broadway show at the Manhattan Theater Club and booked it. And so I, I got to perform, you know, on a professional level. Uh-huh. Um, but um, um, in '06, I just wanted to I don't know, I wanted more opportunity. Mm And LA LA was that. Everyone's telling me it's more opportunity. You did this, this, that, and the third in New York. Now it's time to uh, make the move to LA. Mm So I said, all right, I'm going to give it six months. We'll see what happens. And then in the first three months, um, I got American Gangster.
1: Yeah. So So you played Jimmy Z. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And American Gangster, what was it like when you're like, oh my goodness, I get this movie and Denzel is in it? How did you feel?
3: (laughs) You know what? I was, it was, it was, that was an, that, that was an incredible experience because, uh, when I, when I got that job, when I got the American gangster job, um, I actually got that off of tape.
1: Wow. Yeah. And
3: so, um, I put a tape together, um, uh, filmed it, and uh, it was a crazy story to get it to casting. Uh, it was an adventure. Two of my, two of my great friends, they came through in a clutch and, cause I had to get it to New York. So I had to, uh, uh, down, uh, upload the file to the internet. My boy had to download it, burn it on a DVD. <laughs> And then he had to go to work. So he had to pass it off to one of my other boys, you know. Wait who,
2: for it to finish rendering. Yeah. And he
3: and then he had to go to the job, pick the D V D up and then drop it off. See teamwork. To, it was man. teamwork, yeah, and then drop it off to my manager who then got it to the casting agent and then it, it, and then next thing you know, it's okay, you're one of you're one of twenty five. Cool. Oh my god. You're goodness. in the mix. You're okay, you're one of twenty, you're one of fifteen, oh. you're one of ten. You're one of five.
2: You're the one. Next
3: thing you know, you're the one.
1: Wow.
2: And then
3: when I went to um when I went to shoot American, when I went to shoot American Gangster, it was really just for, to my knowledge, just one scene. It was just uh-huh. the, the, what turned out to be the piano scene. Right. It was just for that one scene. Next thing you know, there's these other scenes and they're like, oh, you're going to be the snitch. And I had next, uh, one week worth of work turned to three months of work. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's and I'm amazing. like, and I'm working with, yeah.
3: And I'm working with Denzel, Russell Crowe, um, you know Vasquez, you know Ruby D, all these great people, and it was just a common ti. Yeah, great people, and uh, I was a sponge. You know, I was, mm-hmm. a, I was, a, I'm going to be a sponge, and you know, uh, just learn as much as I can from these people I respect so much. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, for me, seeing you know holding them in such high regard, it kind of, uh, for lack of a better expression, it brought the entire experience down to earth. Right. You know, because I'm because it was here before, uh-huh. and I'm like. Wait a minute, these are these are people, you know, Mm -hmm. flesh and blood, regular people. Yeah. You know, and they're just I don't know and then I'm like I think I think there's a place for me here in this business so it just gave me much more it just gave me a lot of confidence to keep the pedal to the metal and keep and keep pushing yeah. forward oh, so
1: man. first you're like mama we made it and then and you're, you're like, like okay well let me get to this for real yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah
1: and then in 2011 you landed um, your first I guess series regular role in Annie's Breakout King That's yeah the last, the last I love that show
3: oh thanks and I'm thanks. so
1: mad it's not on air anymore but you did really really well And yeah, I think that was, even though I saw you in American Gangster, that was the first time I was like, yo, this dude can't act. Like, I don't watch for real. like you dig it? But I was like, I watch him for real. Like, he's uh, Um, What was it like to be on, be a series regular for the first time?
3: Ugh, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was a dream come true, and I say that a lot because there's there's things that i've experienced that i didn't know was a dream until it happened you know and um but yeah, that was my first when i that was my first pilot season too it was one oh, of those wow. things where uh I came out here in two thousand and six for pilot season, but mm-hmm. I always had a movie, because after American Gangster, things just went nonstop. stop It was always films. American Gangster, Leatherheads, America St. Anna, and yeah. it just kinda, it kept on going. And I, and I wanted to get on TV so bad, and, and I mean, well, I at least try for policies. season. So finally, this year's free. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I book it. And, uh, I mean, it's just to work and play a character for, on a 13 episode arc. And to be part of that production family. Um, you know, with Laz, Sorinda, Dom, um, um, Brooke, um, right. Jimmy, it was. Um, I mean, it, it was great. I mean, as cliche as it may sound, was definitely a dream come true, and I learned a lot from these people. You know, Laz and Dom; these these guys were like big brothers to me. You know, just available, and and Jimmy just 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 great friendships friendships all around. So it was awesome.
1: Right, and I will say this. Um, if you ever uh, no, I'll say this: your that show to be should have been picked up for like four or five more seasons because I mm-hmm. could just see where it was going. I was like, oh yeah, I have big dreams for. What's going to happen next? <laughs> yeah, the next season. Yeah, and then really I was like, developing. Wait,
3: that's it? Why? Like, why? yeah, yeah, happened. It was one of those things where, um, and also it, it had a resurgence like in break, during like Netflix. Right, like right. I feel like more people knew about it once it came out on Netflix. I'm like, oh, what's up, Shay? Yow, sh-? And they saw it through Netflix, <laughs> not necessarily when it was at, when it was on A and E. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we would have loved for it to continue and move forward, and unfortunately, it didn't. But it's great that people are discovering it, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, through Netflix and uh, torrents or wherever else they're finding the show from.
1: Right. And do you would you rather be on a
3: film or on a TV show? Uh. T- um, f- TV show, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, 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 well, there's really no strong preference. I mean, unless you get down to like financials and things. Right, but right. you know, oh, but I, that
1: aside, you know, yeah. it's literally like, okay, I've come in and work every day. Yeah, but yeah You really about grow that muscle. Yeah. Like it's a quick family. Like which one is more preferential to how you live?
3: Oh, that's a tough one. Um, because I love film. I love movies, but. You know, right now, because I'm on a TV show, I'm going to say TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's also just because of the the camaraderie I have with everybody, you know, with Daizami and just the friendships and the family I built with these guys. It's been it's been incredible, you know. Versus sometimes when you are in a movie, you, you don't really get a chance to meet everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. American Gangster oh, was true, yeah. a big cast. I didn't I didn't meet everybody. I right. didn't have time to like like I like, like like I would have loved to chill with Cuba Gooding Junior. I'm such a big fan. And he played he played um uh, but I didn't get we didn't work the same day. Right, right. Where with a, a TV show, you're going to work with everyone, you're going to see with everyone, and it's also an opportunity to to grow, and to, you know, to to, uh, to progress in your character. Like for the detective. De- de- um, for Babineau Detective Babineau you know he's a was his rookie homicide detective and by the time you see him in episode 12 13 you go I remember when he didn't know what he was doing in, in, yeah, um, mm-hmm. in episode 1 so you have that opportunity to keep building and building and building and building as a character mm-hmm. and obviously it, it helps as an actor as well mm-hmm. so I would say TV
1: Okay. Okay. And so since we're we're talking about iZombie, um, it's every Tuesday on the CW, 9, 8 Central. Make sure y'all check it out. And I watched it. And I really, I was like, this isn't actually, like, this show is awesome. And the fact that the girl eats the brains, the main character, I forgot her name. Help me out.
3: Liv. Liv eats more. the
1: brains with the noodles and she turns around and she's slurping the noodles and I'm like, that yeah. almost looked good for a second.
3: Yeah. It oh, almost no. Like Sometimes it, was it, looks, it, looks, it looks tasty to Mm-mm. me. Eating the brains. I wouldn't eat it, but it looks tasty. We're not eating that. What, yeah.
1: what, is it, what is it like to be in this type of genre of film and TV? Yeah,
3: it's, it's been incredible. I mean, just the fandom around it, going to the uh, to the conventions.
1: Are the fans uh, different for this type of genre? Versus. From what, you, from what you've experienced in the past from the other shows that you've done?
3: Uh, uh, so, um, well, the only one who will break out, but actually there's a lot of Breakout Kings fans, you know, who's, a lot of people, uh, I'll go to the Comic-Con festival, they go, they, uh, they go... Shea daniels breakout right, 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 right. um so it's kind of it's it kind of go, it goes hand it's, it, it's kind of the same it's a little di- it's a little different in terms of like the cosplay you know okay. I, I i didn't even know what cosplay was until <laughs> i got I, I, there's there's a lot of things i didn't know uh, until i got um started working on, uh, on i like cosplay i didn't know about people dress up and that's what the mm-hmm. term is and also like shipping i didn't know what was shipping i'm what like i'm that? like fedex ups and that's people you know combining relationships and the names and thing I, I had no idea
1: Wait, wait, what? Shipping is shipping. what? Shipping.
3: Yeah, like shipping. For example, they, they, like, like, Rob, like Ravi and Babino relationship, you combine their names. So it be like Rabino. Uh, come on, Megan, like, uh, yeah. you not know don't, I mean, don't feel bad. I don't know, I, I know
2: the term yeah. for that. Yeah. The fans always like, make yeah. up those names. They combine you
3: know? them. Yeah, they combine I mean, them. I mean, no, yeah. There's a name for that? Yeah, you got to yeah. get well, on I'm
2: the like, hashtags,
3: honey. I see, I learned something. <laughs> yeah. Earlier. Yeah, okay. so I had no I, I didn't don't, don't feel bad. like I said I didn't a month <laughs> and a half ago, I had no idea what that was, you know. <laughs> Um, so, um, but yeah, it's just artist So it's, it's fun, you know, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's also, uh, it's a, it's a younger audience with, it's a, it's a nice mix of ages with iZombie too. So it's, it's just been a lot of fun, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of love, a lot of support. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been great.
1: Would you do like a horror movie? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. all the way to the dark side. I'm down say to say do that.
3: some horror. I'm down to do some horror. You yeah. tell more of your
1: stories, huh? Yeah, I
3: can Well, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of my stories are like real-life horror stories, so um, it's a, it's, it'll be a perfect match. Mm-hmm.
1: You've <laughs> some are. really legendary actors. Um, of course, Denzel Washington. And now you know you're uh, in a movie, Run All Night, with uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. And that it, that's amazing. What was it like? To, and what was the most challenging part about being in this movie?
3: Uh, it was... Uh, I probably I probably would say it's just uh it's just it's very tedious, mm-hmm. you know. And shooting action sequences are very very tedious. A lot of pieces, a lot of parts. So it just kind of it just kind of being available, constantly being on, and being available uh, during those breaks and things like that. And also very it's you know it takes a lot of time. So it's just it just being patient and present, you know, and just uh, which wasn't a challenge for me. But if if if, there, if anything was, it was just it was also just great to also watch yeah. these big action sequences. There was camera rigs I've never seen before. I mean, I'm like oh that's how they do that you know <laughs> um, so it was uh, so it was, it was also uh, I learned a lot during that in between time so did it was you great. have
1: to do stunts too
3: yeah I do some stunts really? yeah yeah like, when you when that car is going around that's me shooting out the oh, shooting out that car no, no, yeah. No. What? Yeah.
1: What was? Did you get any injuries, any bruises?
2: Uh, no cuts? injuries
3: on this one. No, no, no. So he's Superman no, no, on this one. I was good. Wait, I was there's good. somebody
2: that's with you, like helping you in the car. Is it just all you?
3: Yeah, it's also uh, my boy Gavin. He's a dry, Yeah, he's my partner in that, so okay. he's driving. So, um, yeah, we, um, yeah, that's. Uh, uh, they have a stunt driver, of course. And, you know, right. I think the guy. It was a stunt driver's from uh, I forget his name, but he's so great. But you know, they do stunt driving for Fast and the Furious and things mm-hmm. like that. And so it was, uh, yeah. So he do, he's doing all the crazy driving and things like that. And mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, what's crazy is, you know, when he's driving, there's actually somebody on top of the car, like in a helmet, and in this cage, they're really driving the car. Oh, and wow. so, as the steering wheel turns, uh, all, all Liam has to do is hold on to the wheel, and it's, it's moving. He just plays it. He's, he's playing the action. But there's somebody uh-huh. on top, oh, sitting wow. on the roof of the car,
1: <laughs> crazy. It, driving
3: crazy. And you just have to trust. I know! And I never seen that before. Oh
1: my that gosh! Because I would be like, "Oh no!" I accidentally like, grab it too hard. I'd be like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Oh no! The whole body, body, body movement. Like, yeah, That's no. what
3: for real. Everybody wanted to get on top of that car <laughs> no. and see what that feels like to drive oh a car gosh. on top of a car. They are
2: <laughs> fearless. I right. couldn't yeah. do it.
3: <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it was. Uh, it was. It was just great. A lot of a lot of fun things to see.
2: And then, what is um, has been your favorite TV show or movie to work on? You have worked on so much.
3: Right. Like, right. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've had so many I mean there's been some great independent films I love working on um, I did this film called The American Dream it was just a super indie film I mean, uh, that was written by uh, uh, Jamil Walker-Smith a good friend of mine that was great um, I did a film with Paul Walker um, called The Lazarus Project which I'm always proud of that because mm-hmm. we just had a great vibe and chemistry I mean rest in peace mm-hmm. you know on that set and um you know to play this mentally challenged character I, r- I really 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 enjoyed that um and gosh there's been so many great tv have like, been. Yeah, just yeah, like, there's just, just been a, there's just been a i tell you one that was i i definitely had a great experience when i worked on um i'm a big m night Shyamalan fan right. and uh i got to work with them on uh wayward we pines mm-hmm. which comes out i think march uh, mid march yeah. uh so uh when when i got that part uh, in the pilot I wasn't. I didn't know he was directing it. I didn't know until I got on set. And I'm I like, I he just
1: produced wow. it, so he's directing it as well.
3: Yeah, he directed the pilot. Yeah. And so I get on. I get on set. And usually, you know, I'm, you know, I've, I've met tons of celebrities. I'm always cool. I'm not really. Uh, I don't really get starstruck like that. There's a few people that can get me. They're like, oh, snap. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, but he was one. And I said, I was like, oh my god, yeah. Like I just gotta <laughs> I just gotta give you your props so I can act regular mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. yeah and um cause I watched uh, I used to watch all, all of his movies mm-hmm. um special features DVDs I watched everything and I just thought that I just thought that he was just so gracious in terms of uh, giving the right information for aspiring filmmakers on those things. So I t- and I and I, and I apply them um to myself. So um, but that was a great experience to work with Emine Sam a lot on that. It was all it was incredible.
1: My yes. goodness, you've done so much. Yes, you do everything. Right. So you've been in every genre that there's ever been. What what do you still have left to accomplish? Like what's something that you go, that's a project I haven't tackled, I would like to do that.
3: Um, good question. Uh, maybe because horror I still haven't done I still haven't done a horror movie you know although because you know even uh, yeah I haven't done horror yet
1: no black people get killed first don't do it don't Don't do it (laughs) it. you're you're not gonna have a lot of steel you're gonna have a a couple (laughs) black people and then one if there's one more guy then might live a little longer yeah yeah so a horror movie. Okay. So yeah, we a a horror, horror. Movie. We do a, we,
3: we do a horror, yeah.
1: So then you're also a produ- producer and director mm-hmm. and you've got some other projects um Pass the Light and Construction,
3: right? Yeah, Pass the Light and Construction. Talk about those. What is that? Yeah, Pass the Light is a is a inspirational family film. Uh it's a film that uh written by uh my partner Victor Hawks and um it's uh it's it's a feel good it's a it's a feel good film about a 17-year-old kid who who's um running um uh, running for Congress, you know, mm-hmm. in order to bring his community together. And um, and and just promote a, a a message of of love and positivity and us working together as one in order to mm-hmm. achieve it. So it's a so it was a, it's just a great feel good film. We took all around the country, standing ovations everywhere. And um, and the other one is uh, construction, which is a romantic uh, uh, comedy slash musical.
0: Uh-huh. And
3: um, yeah, my, uh, also ran by Victor Hawks. You know, he was a big uh, Broadway actor. so It stars him and that film comes out at the end of the uh, at the the end of the year.
2: Awesome. And then what other upcoming projects do you have going on?
3: Uh, I have a film coming out called Lucky Number um, okay. which stars uh, Tom Pelfrey, Joey Russo, Natalie Hall, Method Man. Okay. And we shot that in New York City and actually it's premiering at the Soho Film Festival I believe uh, May 16th. Oh, that's if I got that past. date wrong, you can look up Soho Film Festival <laughs> if, I, if I got it wrong. But I believe it's May 16th. Um, but that's a uh, that's a that's a fun super fun comedy Um, Brendan Murphy is director of it and uh, so that comes out um, that comes out uh, May 16th in in the film festivals um, before it hits the theaters
1: you are everywhere
3: yeah it's, it's you know what it doesn't seem like yeah, I try to stay busy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, yeah that's right. I, I, everywhere. I, 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 try, I, I try to stay busy, yeah. How
2: do you keep that energy up? Like, right. is there, do you work out? Do you have a fitness regimen? Like, what do you do to keep your energy going? You know,
3: I do it. I, I, I love it. You know, I, I really I, I really hold on to that moment when I was on stage as a little kid, mm-hmm. you know, when I didn't have my own responsibility was to go to school and get good grades, you know, and mm-hmm. have the responsibility of family and taking care of this, this, that, that, and the third. And you didn't have any of those responsibilities. I did it for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a period where it wasn't about the fun. It right. was about something else, you know, but... um. I got back to that. You know, I was able to find my place, my, uh, find my way back to that during the American gangster years and it kind of kept on going from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's was really, so if, it doesn't feel like work to me.
1: Okay.
2: You
3: know, because I'm doing, you know, like they say, if you're doing what you love, if you do what you love, you never have to work a day in your exactly. life. And I'm like, that. that's, that, that's so true. So, right. um, like sometimes I don't even know how busy I am. I'm talking I'm like, yeah, I did that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we it's just trying to, again. it's just trying to stay active, you know.
1: But then with, uh, you being so busy do you have time for relationships and family are you in a relationship yeah yeah
3: I'm married yeah, uh, how long have you been? yeah I've been married for eight years oh my
1: goodness yeah so how does you how do you balance the family and then doing all these millions of projects that you do
3: it's it's easy, you know. Uh, you know, my wife is my partner in a crime. You know, she uh, so she's also she's also in production too, and we okay. went to theater school together. And uh, now she works uh, behind the camera, and so she gets it. She understands uh-huh. it. And obviously, there's that period of time learning how to balance, you know, being away and traveling, and maintaining our relationship and and keeping it strong and going. And um, and we just learned. We just we we just stay, you know, stay open, stay available, stay honest with one another, and uh, we found a way to make it. Work for ourselves, and right. it's our way. You know, right, right, our way right. may not work for somebody else, right, but right. it works for us. That's good, and, and then, we're happy with it.
2: Would you want your kids to do acting and theater, uh, TV, film? Would you want them to be in the same industry as you guys?
3: You know, I don't have. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have a. I don't have a problem with that. There was a. There was a time when I was younger. I, I thought I would, and that's that's before I knew. As much as I did about the business, you know, you think about young actors coming up and all they do, you know, at least in the tabloids, they promote the the actors that that have gone south, you know, mm-hmm. that have done the bad things. Mm-hmm. That's five of them. That's five of thousands of right, young right. actors. And those thousands are doing just fine. Right. And that five is not, is not a reflection of these other young actors. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked with so many, especially during of Light were great parents, you know. They don't got these um, stage moms and dads that's driving them crazy, but yeah. they're, they'll never make the tabloids, you know. They'll, yeah. they'll never make the tabloids, you know. As soon as somebody goes, go, you know, careers go south or start doing some bad stuff, you hear all about it, and exactly. then that's a reflection on everybody else. And unfortunately, you know, that's how things work in the media and our society everybody focuses on that on that negative and it has to be oh that's everybody now right and Mm -hmm. it's not you know so so i don't mind so my question is my answer is yeah i wouldn't mind uh now that i know what i know absolutely if it makes them happy if they enjoy it if they're having fun with it absolutely they can actually be in this business and they'll be okay because i'm their daddy so they they don't gotta worry about any any craziness
1: Good. And if they're gonna be, if they're your kid, they're gonna have so much talent. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be big. Yeah, you know? it's,
3: yeah. Every you know, every parent, you want to open, you you, you want to give your you know your children the best opportunities. Right. Give them opportunity, and so I, hopefully I will be able to do that.
1: And before we get out of here, where can all of your fans find you on social media or, or online?
3: Yeah, I'm at uh, Malcolm J Goodwin on Instagram. Malcolm J Goodwin on on Twitter. Okay, uh, all around. Yeah, all around. So, yeah, and, and I and I try to stay as active as I can um, uh, on the social media. I'm getting better. I'm getting you better. Have to be staying
2: nice. My yes. castmate,
3: role Coley, all they 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 are so good at it. So I'm getting better.
2: Good, Yay. good. Where can we find you, Courtney? You guys can keep in touch with me at Teznoz on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to use the hashtag BHLNext and let us know what you thought about this episode.
1: And as always, you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MegScoop. Like scoop of ice cream. Don't forget to check out Malcolm Goodwin every Tuesday on CW's iZombie, 98 Central. Also, you can see him at Run All Nights uh, at a with all film theaters everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. You Basically can find him turn on your TV, open your eyes. <laughs> and look he's Look on there. a billboard Damn. or a trailer on the side of a bus, something. Malcolm is there. Okay. Right. So yeah. Just check him out. We'll figure next week. Y'all. All right, Bye. you guys. Bye.